welcome to the podcast. It is a Thursday and it is morning for us. Lovely intro, Jen. Thanks for that. You're welcome. And it is sunny here and everybody else has got snow. That doesn't make sense to me, to be honest with you, because I'm pretty sure it's snowing in Manchester, which is up the road. Yeah, I mean, it's glorious sunshine. It's not It's not warm. It's absolutely Baltic this morning. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I took Reggie for a walk at ice calls on my fingers. <laughs> Did you? No. Did things. So. I was trying to be metaphorical. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Thanks. Trying to be clever. Yeah. Doing what I can. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not sure it did make sense, but well, I'll give it you anyway. Icicles on my fingers? I'm pretty sure everybody went, oh, it must have been cold then, Phil, if you had icicles on your fingers. Yeah, okay, fair enough. There we go, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that works. Fantastic. We're going back into similar metaphor conversation again. Mm. Right. Like should... It's not a metaphor, though. Well, anyway, I've been out teaching too long. Let's I've move past it. Let's move away from it's it. It's going to bug me all day. I'm going to need to think about it later. Can you remind me to think about that later? Shouldn't be difficult. Why? Because I'll probably say something stupid later on and it'll remind, it'll remind you. Good point. We'll do that. Are you enjoying your current surroundings at the minute, Jen? Nope. Tidy now, isn't it? <laughs> Phil has got a bike upside down with one wheel off, just chilling in the office, and a guitar laying on the office table. So this week I've been working in the conservatory. I am a triathlete and a guitarist. That <laughs> is taking my over my office. Uh, Your office. office. Our office. Interesting. <laughs> I tend to work in it more than you, though, and I can't at the minute. It's not conducive to a positive working environment. No. Do you know what? I don't actually like this office anymore. No. Do you want to change it? Mm, No, but I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to move out instead. (laughs) Anyway, what we're chatting about today, Jen Kay, over the offices and metaphors and similes. Today, we are chatting about three reasons you're not losing weight, brackets, and what to do about it. Love that. I'm so buzzing that you've done that and put the title in, because now it means I have to keep it as that for the title. I have no choice. There you go. Fantastic. I'm now, committed. You have locked you in. Yeah, you've locked me in. Now, the thing is, we all know, and you probably know, listening to this, that... They might not do. The end reason that you're not losing weight is because... Right. You're either eating at maintenance or eating in a surplus. For those what who are those don't things, know, Phil? For those who don't know, <laughs> maintenance is when you are using the same amount of calories that you're eating or drinking. Calorie surplus is when you're using less calories when you're eating or drinking. Two very quick examples for anyone that cares. Maintenance, it's something like using 2,000 calories a day, eating and drinking 2,000 calories a day. Surplus is using 2,000 calories a day, but you're eating or drinking 2,400. So of course, calorie deficit, which is that dream thing that we're all looking for to help us lose weight, is when you are using 2,000 calories, but you're eating or drinking 1,600, because that then means that you're in a calorie deficit. But Everybody tells you that. You've probably read that a million and one times on social media. You've probably heard us saying it. You've probably heard another PT saying it. Probably heard everybody banging on about it. But what nobody ever helps you with is to work out why the blooming heck you are eating at maintenance or surplus. They just tell you not to, mm-hmm. which always frustrates me because it's a little bit like, and I've used this analogy before, and it's my favourite version of this analogy. It's like walking into a financial advisor and saying, look, I'm really struggling at the minute. Uh, I'm really struggling financially and the financial advisor says to you I think I know what the problem is here and you're like oh my god this is brilliant what is it and the financial advisor says you're spending more money than you're bringing in and you're like well yeah I know and they're like what you need to do is spend less money than you're bringing in and you're like oh my god this has changed my life Mm -hmm. it hasn't changed your life you already knew this information that is not what you go to a financial advisor for they're going to help you to do that thing 
And that's what we're going to do today. We're not going to help you financially, but we are going to help you from a food perspective to understand why you're either at maintenance and at a surplus. And once you know that, it'll then change away from, I just need to be in a deficit to, ah, this is how I get in a deficit, which is going to be life changing. Can't be that life changing though, because as I said that, Gemma's yawning. <laughs> Thanks for filling my gap while I finish my own. Ah, welcome. Right, let's dive straight in. Problem number one, Jen. What is the first reason? Can we caveat this with this is not an extensive list of problems why you're not losing weight? It is. This is it. These are the only three reasons. These are probably the ones that we see most often, isn't it? Top three. Top three. What's number one? Top three. Completely cutting out a food group. And why is that holding you back? Can I just tell them what they might cut out? Don't like it when people butt in, do you? What? You did it to me loads before, so I thought I'd start doing it now. (laughs) I knew you'd get annoyed at me. Oh, okay. Sorry, go on. I thought I was saying something wrong. Oh, no, 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 you're not. Go on. Are you just putting it? Yeah. All right. Start Okay. I laughed. <laughs> um, so, uh, I've lost my train of thought now, Phil. It doesn't take much. Completely cutting out food groups. Mm-hmm. Think sweets, biscuits, crisp, chocolate, carbs, whatever it may be that you cut out. Um. The problem is when we do this is it literally becomes all you can think about. You might have heard us talking about this before. It turns on a little bit of our brain called our reticular activating system. means that it's all we can think about. Um, and at some point, it, it I'm, I'm trying to not say what I, I need to say next. What do you mean? About why it works. What do you mean? <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I think I'll jump ahead of myself. Oh, don't jump ahead of yourself. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to say it. Because when you, it's all you can think about, at some point you crack and you tend to overeat or binge on them, which is um, the behaviours that we see time and time again. So instead, what we can do is learn how to consume these in smaller portions throughout your week. And I'm not just saying like at the weekend, but like scatter them throughout your day because they're clearly the foods that you really enjoy. So we want to make them part of your diet. For example, Mr. Freddo for me. Love a Freddo, don't you? Honestly. Loves a Freddo. I think it's just that it's solid chocolate. Love a solid chocolate. I can let it melt in my mouth. I can really take my time with it. It's a very enjoyable experience. Um, but yeah, I've, I know rather than kind of saving it up and, and like trying to avoid it and ended up eating loads I just kind of have a bit every day and it mostly keeps me happy absolutely smashing it Um, and then why it works is you end up enjoying the food that you enjoy you end up enjoying the foods that you eat get your words out Jen without binging on them I've got to apologize you've caught me at the time of the month where I have severe brain fog um due to my period um with the PMDD side of things, I get really, really bad brain fog and confused. So And I've given you more notes than myself. What a silly idea. <laughs> if it says like I'm stumbling over words, it's because I am. <laughs> Number two, the all or nothing mindset. Why it's holding you back? Well, it's pretty much in the title, isn't it? You're either doing all or you're doing nothing. Now, all is going to be different for everybody, but using the very generic, very frequent 10,000 steps a day, 1,200 calories a day, training every single day and also probably what Jen's just spoken about cutting out food groups like that that's probably what all looks like or something very similar to that eating healthy yeah eating healthy I'm just going to eat healthy food that's all but as we know it isn't sustainable we can't do that for a long period of time the good news is we don't need to 
However, that often then leads us to doing nothing because we do that on a Monday and then by Tuesday we're like, I don't wanna do that again. That's absolutely horrendous. I, can't, I physically can't keep doing that. So on Tuesday we do absolutely nothing. We realize nothing isn't getting us anywhere. So by Wednesday we're like, I'm gonna do everything again and we're back on this all. And we just feel like, as Ronan Keaton famously said, life is a roller coaster. Wait, Very different I was song. gonna sing Life is a Highway. Yeah, Ronan Keaton Life not is sing a that. roller coaster, you just gotta ride it. Big apologies to everybody. I need you. If this is your very first podcast, Jen does send, tend to sing every week, so if it's hurting your ears. I used to do a really good impression of Ronan Keaton. Did you? Yeah. Go on then. No. Okay, so <laughs> all or nothing, all is unsustainable, nothing gets you nowhere. And what we need to do instead, and this is more actually, to be honest, more of a psychological thing, I think, at first than an actual physiological thing, we need to start finding balance between the two. And the reason I say it's psychological is because right now we believe we have to do everything. And your first step is to understand that you don't. And that's such a tough part of the journey because we've seen results with all. We've seen that if I just had more willpower, if I was just more disciplined, if I just tried harder, I'd get really good results. But more discipline, more willpower, and just trying harder isn't a life that exists. No one can do that long term. And so it's super important that we think, how can I find balance between those two? Because often the most consistent results come from somewhere in between all or nothing. Somewhere in the middle of all that, the messy middle, the bit that you feel like you're not quite doing enough, but you're doing more than nothing. And sometimes it's really difficult to be consistent with that because you feel like you could do more. And I hear that a lot like, oh, I could have done more steps. Right, okay. I could have done an extra workout and I maybe could have eaten a bit less. Doesn't matter. You're getting results. You're being consistent with it. Let's not change anything. And the reason that that works so well at that point, once you're able to get over that psychological barrier of thinking that it isn't enough, is that you're able to then stay consistent for long enough to number one, see results, because you're able to do it for longer than just three hours on a Monday. But number two, you can maintain it because you're not sat next to Ronan Keaton on a roller coaster anymore. You're able to move through life, kind of what Jen said before, enjoying it. Like you, you don't feel like having to be really, 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 really strict, but you also don't feel really, really terrible for doing absolutely nothing. And so it's so much easier to stay consistent with it. And then number three is comfort eating. Big one. Um, disclaimer on all these three as well, we've definitely done a podcast separately on all these three things. If you're like listening to one of these and going, oh my goodness, that is me, mm. go check out the full podcast on them because you've got like a lot of stuff to go out on them, particularly comfort eating. I think we actually done two on comfort eating. Mm. Mm. Um, but why it's holding you back is usually because it's causing causing you to overeat or binge. So whatever emotion it is that you're feeling, I think a lot of people don't really consider like tiredness as an emotion, but like you're simply feeling tired, stressed, uh, bored. Bored's a big one, bored isn't it? Big Come one. up a lot in lockdown, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even now still, like mm. particularly in the evenings, um, when we're just kind of watching TV, if that TV's not really like grabbing our attention enough then our mind wanders um but yeah i think the, the the main reason it holds us back is because of what we do as a result of those emotions we tend to reach for food and then potentially like we said overeat or binge on those foods 
So what we can do instead is find alternative strategies for when these emotions appear. So having a plan of action before the emotion appears, because we're, we're often in such a heightened state when we're feeling a certain emotion, that I actually had a conversation with somebody else about this the other day. She was like, yeah, but when I'm stressed, like I can recognise that I'm stressed, but also I just want to eat the 12 biscuits. And I said, right, well, that's great that you're aware that you're stressed because it means that you have raised awareness around the emotions you're feeling. Now what we need to do is create a plan of action before it actually happens because you don't, you, you want to eat the 12 biscuits in that moment in time because that feels like the easy option because you can't be bothered thinking about what else you could do instead. So having that plan in, in place is so important. Um, and it just means that you're able to manage your emotions when things feel a little bit more challenging with with more ease because you've got that toolkit ready to go and you've got a plan of action that you can you can utilize on your day to day which then basically stops you going over your calorie goal like ultimately we want to be giving our body what it actually wants and needs rather than just it being food but the indirect effect of that is you do reduce your food intake as well because you are actually helping your body in a way that's more uh, appropriate for it at that time and actually helps you to feel better um, rather than just kind of covering up that feeling, which I think is a really interesting thing. Absolutely. So as Jen said just then, if you didn't um, hear, we've done a lot of podcast episodes on these three things. Now, by all means, go and scroll through and find it. But also, if you'd rather just drop one of us a message and say, I really struggle with comfort eating, or I really struggle with the all or nothing mindset, or I really struggle with the first thing, which I can't remember what it was because it's gone off the screen. <laughs> Completely cutting out food groups. Um, let us know, drop us a message because there may be one or two different episodes. And let's be honest, if you've been struggling with comfort eating for 10 to 15 years, maybe longer, and you can potentially change that after a 30 to 40 minute episode. I'm incredible with that, be like, that would be yeah. sensational. I so. actually sent out two episodes to someone the other week and she was like, I've literally just gone away and actioned this already over the weekend and seen some improvements. Class, love yeah. that. That's so, so, so good. And we've got a little guide as well that goes with it if you want that, so. Not like a tiny person. No, <laughs> like an actual little guy. An actual little guy. Yeah. And we've also got a few little uh, tips on the other two as well, like actionable things that we use for clients. So more than happy to give you any of those things if you just drop us a message. And we never say this, but if you're like, do you know what, scrap all that. I don't want to listen to the podcast. I don't want your little guides. I want you to actually coach me. Then just drop us a message and we'll chat to you about that I don't that want well. your little guides. I want your little guides. All your little episodes. I'm stopping listening to your podcast. I want you to coach me. Drop us a message. Just I say. Know. Just say, I want one of you to coach me. All our clients still listen to the podcast. I never told them not to. You said you wanted to stop listening to the podcast and coach me instead. Maybe that's what they want, though. What? To stop listening to the podcast? Yeah, I stopped listening to Joe's podcast when he started coaching me. <laughs> it did coincide with him stopping doing the podcast, though, so it was, it's quite good timing, to be fair. He's doing it again, by the way. He is, what a legend. Um, right, Jen Kay. On Dish What Bad. a fabulous episode that was. Why don't you put me on the spot? Okay. I'm actually magpieing it. Oh, interesting. What from? Uh, oh, I know what this is going to be. Yeah. Is it about cheese? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's a good question. I've got a great answer, so let's go. Yeah, oh, yeah, you already have the answer. <laughs> oh, that's silly of me. I didn't think about I that. Know. Anyway, um, this one, we do a like, little meet the members um, every like quarter. 
uh, for um, our clients to kind of meet each other, get to know each other a little bit more. And Ellie, one of our lovely LLB ladies, threw, said she couldn't make it, but she was giving us all a question to discuss, and I loved it. Big fan of this question. Yeah, so, Phil, mm-hmm. I feel like I want everybody else's answers to this as well, because I really enjoyed people's answers. Right, when we ask you this question, please drop us a message with yeah. your answer. If you could be any cheese, what cheese would you be and why? Or tag us on your story. Um, yeah, I'd rather that, that actually, yeah. Screenshot this page right now that you're listening to. Yeah. And then just tell us what cheese you would be. You can be any cheese. There's any no rules. There's no, you can make up a cheese if you want. Uh, and why you would be that cheese. We really want to see that. The answer I gave last night at the Meet the Members was I would be Edam because I'm made backwards. <laughs> and if you haven't heard that joke before, then you've not been listening to this podcast long enough because I tell that joke very frequently. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but I tell some terrible jokes and that must be one of them. Yeah. Got to be. What did you say? I said I wanted to be a cheddar because I'm, I'm versatile. You're versatile. I think you actually used the phrase, I'm an all-rounder. I'm an all-rounder, that is what I said. Yeah, I love that. You can um, use me in many situations. Mm, yes. But, yeah, I'm going with Edam still because I can't think of anything funnier than that. So that's <laughs> what I'm going to go with. But, as Jen said, we want to know your answer to that question. We're putting you on the spot today. We never do that, yeah. do we? Put you on the spot. If you could be any cheese, what would you be? And why would you be that cheese? Can we tell a story about uh, one of our clients was sat in a bathroom at bath time while we I was listening to this? I, mean, I love this so much. And a little boy was in the bath and he heard he must have heard this question and she unmuted and he was just going, Snack cheese <laughs> It was beautiful. That. that was so good. Oh, I know I'm bragging here, but I've living love hard job me, like how fun's that? Like that was work. <laughs> <laughs> that so I was done bragging. <laughs> That work, like, oh, I just love being a part of the LMB community. It's just a fun place to be, isn't it? it we is. just talk about what cheese we are. I just, it's just, I just love, yeah, anyway. I'm, sh- I'm surpri- surprised. Sure I'm surprised that you didn't go for Brie. Got another joke about that. That's why I thought you'd go but for no, Brie. I'll tell that in another week. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. I yeah. went for Edam because I've made backwards. Uh, if you don't understand that joke, the word Edam. Oh no, don't explain it. N-A-D-E backwards. They need to figure that out for themselves. It's not that simple, is it? Sometimes people need to explain it. Oh. You, usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as as you got it. If I hadn't told it before, you wouldn't have. Oh, I might not have. You're right. Right, so those are three reasons why you're potentially not losing weight, but we still want to see your cheese that you want to be. Bang out your story. Why would you be that cheese? Other than that, thanks for tuning in as always. Have the best week you're ever going to have. Ever the in best, your entire life. The best. The all. I just sang Foo Fighters and then got sad about the drummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll tribute there. We'll in. tribute, thanks, we'll tribute. We've had Rona Keating, Foo Fighters. Very versatile episode. <laughs> Beyonce next week. That is a reflection of my eclectic music taste. Love the word eclectic. Right. All the way from Foo Fighters to uh, Rona Keating. Have an incredible week. Sorry. I'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.